I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the Connect and Convert Content Club for Christian Authors. You know what? I get it. You just want to glorify God, write, connect with your readers, and earn a comfortable living. You don't want to be stuck in this never-ending cycle of planning, researching, and creating content. You know that you need to build an author platform. You've heard that again and again. But the question is how? With everything that I have on my plate, How do I do this in a way that really connects with my audience? Well, here's the good news. The Connect and Convert Content Club was created with you in mind. It's going to relieve the stress, save you time, and help you build a brand and a following quickly. So join us in the Connect and Convert Content Club. You'll find a link in the show notes to learn more, and you'll never have to worry about what to post again. So you know that you have been called to write. That's not your issue. What you're questioning is whether or not your style of writing is good enough. You see, you've read books by other authors and you've been impressed at how they weaved their words together. And you're still trying to find your voice. You're still trying to find your rhythm. And you're wondering, if your style of writing is good enough to really make an impact. Well, God has ordained that you would be listening to this podcast episode right now because my guest this week on Publishing Secrets has a word of encouragement for you. She's going to talk to you about how she was willing to step outside of the box and do something very unconventional. And she owned it from the very beginning of her book. I can still remember reading those words. Marlene is amazing. And she's going to inspire you to step into your amazingness. God doesn't need you to be anyone else. He just wants you to be authentically you. And those that are waiting on you, they are going to embrace you just as you are. So listen up, be encouraged and inspired. This is your time. Enjoy. All right. Well, Marlena, welcome to Publishing Secrets. Really looking forward to sharing you with our listening audience. It had already been a pleasure for me to hang out with you as we were preparing for this interview. And I just know that the audience is going to be blessed by your testimony, your authenticity, and just you. Already in this short period of time, you've just been a joy to be around. So thank you for making time to be here with us on the show. Thank you so much, Coach Cam, for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. And hey, to everyone who's listening. (laughs) 
Well, Brian, as I shared with you, as we were preparing to go live, you know, one of the things that really struck me right at the gate as I was reading your book, your introduction, as I was checking out your website and everything, all the amazing things that you're doing, is that you are very, very comfortable in your skin and being who you are. Talk to us a little bit about why, from your perspective, as you were thinking about, you know, accepting this call to write, that it needed to be authentic for you. Tell us a little bit about what maybe drives that. You know, even hearing that question gets my mind thinking, huh, I don't know if I ever (laughs) was consciously thinking about, I'm going to be my most authentic self. But I think that when I sensed God calling me to write this book, I knew and saw that it was a book from, the book is inspired by my journals. And I knew that God had ministered things to me in a specific way. He talks to me like, you know, I hear his voice, (laughs) just like my own voice in a sense. Right. And so there was no other way to write. I didn't hear it any other way except to share what was truthfully shared with me in the way that it was shared with me. But as I think about it, you know, in hindsight, I have always wanted to, when I am creating, I've always wanted to express myself. And I've always had that desire to, you know, you know, we all have, maybe we don't, but many of us have that desire to leave your mark. Right. And Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to I grew up, honestly, I actually grew up feeling not like myself in so many mm. ways in my friendships, you know, those awkward stages of growth. And so again, in hindsight, as I think about it, it was very important to me that if I put this out there, it expresses me. I don't want to open this book up five years later and look and be like, what was that is not that is not who I was, <laughs> you know? So it really brings me joy to know that this is like a snippet in time of my most, my most self, selfiest of selves. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that because, you know, as I shared with you earlier, you know, a lot of times, especially when we transition to writing something, we get more formal in our language. And so I, it actually made me smile when I was reading your book because I could literally like hear you. Of course, I didn't know what your voice was like because we had not met yet, but I could hear you saying it. It it sounded like a person talking to me versus a more formal type of writing. And so I think that it helps to, from a standpoint of like knowing your audience, it it makes it really clear. Like if you appreciate (laughs) this style, then you're going to love what I have to share in this book and everything else that I'm doing because you are consistently you across all of these different platforms. And so this book, Big Idea Food, is written for entrepreneurs, but I don't know that it's every entrepreneur. So talk to us a little bit about who in your mind you were trying to reach with this message. Yeah, it was the millennial entrepreneur, no doubt. Again, I being a millennial and having received this ministry, (laughs) I was looking for other people, true enough, looking for other people like me, hoping the book would find them, right? And so I knew that it had to be a millennial. And when the idea first came to me, I was so excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I had been looking for a way to express my authentic Christian self, you know, and, and express my faith. And 
when the idea came, it was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I believe this is my, my thing, the thing that, you know, just the thing I cannot die without doing. So it was mm-hmm. just like, I have to do this. But I knew that being a marketer, I knew, let me go and just check the landscape, see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And when I did, number one, I didn't even see any other devotionals for entrepreneurs at the time. Actually, no, I take that back. I saw one random one pull up on Amazon. This was about 2016, 2017. I saw one other pull up on Amazon and it was like this dark, gloomy cover with like a cross on it. And it just looked depressing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. <laughs> And, you know, I, it was not, I don't know if it was white, black, but I knew it was probably an older person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, it excited me even more to see that there aren't any other, no one else is doing what I see mm-hmm. in my mind's eye. <laughs> and so yeah. that excited me even more to know and believe that this was truly a concept that I feel like was my niche with my name on it from God. That is a chapter in the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. So the millennial entrepreneur who maybe has had a similar past. So, you know, another thing that really struck me is how you know, open you were with what your entrepreneurial journey has looked like. So in your introduction, you shared how you had been freelancing for almost 10 years and that there was still a lot that you wanted to achieve. You talked about your bank account, you know, not yet being six figures. But then barely seeing one figure, we, you talked about you know not having the masses of social media followers. So was this also a way to encourage that person that you know has that drive, that mission from God, but maybe isn't seeing all the pieces come together just yet? Yes. You know, in the process, before writing the book, I was freelance uh, graphic designer and got into creative direction. And I did a lot of work for up and coming startups, mom and pop shops, people who have visions and dreams, and I helped create identities for them. And even in the process of spending that time with them, I knew, I mean, I just spent so much time with people who were just like me, who felt like, I know I have so much to do in this world. God has shown me a vision. I see it. And I had friends even in that same space. And so honestly, as I was writing the introduction, I was thinking about real people <laughs> who I'm mm-hmm. writing to, who yeah. I knew were in this space. And I wanted them to feel like, okay, this is going to help me like believe, right? And we can talk about the title and where the title came yeah. from. But Let's do that because I-, I love the title, Big Idea Food. Talk to us about how you arrived on that as a specific title, because many times the person is writing, that's one of the hardest things is to figure out what in the world am I going to name this book? So talk to us about what that looked like for you. Yeah, it was a journey, obviously. I had many other names, Hustle and Faith, Devotional, Dream, Food, all kinds of, I don't know, there was a bunch of stuff. Um, but in my business, I often, some of the branding and marketing language included big ideas. Like I'm helping you like execute your big ideas, helping you to really illustrate your whole vision. And so big idea was always like a vernacular in my own branding. And then when I realized that a devotional format was what it was going to become and that meaning that we was going to have some word up in this thing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) 
you know, and so I think of the word, you know, my faith background has taught me that God's word is food for our spirits, mm-hmm. right? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the mm-hmm. Lord. Amen. And that's where the idea of food came from. And I think of God's word as it, it, the, the better title, the more accurate title probably would have been big idea fertilizer. <laughs> Funny. That that food sounds yeah, I mean, you know, it just doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Um, but that's probably more the spirit behind what mm-hmm. I meant is that, you know, God's word, and at least for my experience and people who I am engaged with, God's word really fuels, you know, all of these, mm-hmm. all of that, the seeds that he's planted inside of you. My my entrepreneurial seeds came alive attending this powerful church. I share that in the first week, powerful church that I went to. And it was just this pastor's anointed for business. That's just all Mm -hmm. it is. But the activation that occurs when God's word hits the calling and the seed that he has planted in you, it really brings, you know, the fruit, right? (laughs) The fruit. Um, And so that, that was the concept. I'm like, okay, this is, somewhere I don't remember when it finally clicked but it finally clicked and I'm like oh big idea food so it's fuel for your big ideas because and that's what I wanted when I thought about you know the packaging up this book as a product I thought in my mind I see this as like a red bull for your face <laughs> right? Ooh, I love it. drink right and so that even went into how I packaged it up I knew that the devotions each had to be short they had to be quick and to mm-hmm. the point I wanted it to be like an energy bar right that you yeah. can just I'm feeling low and I just need a quick boost let me just yep. turn and open something. up a page right and mm-hmm. so I literally think of it as food for your spirit and specifically your entrepreneurial spirit I love that. I think your marketing background definitely helps you in this because often when a person wants to write, they love writing, but you will hear from many of the guests that we've had on the show, the biggest struggle is the marketing piece. So I think that gave you in some ways a little bit of an advantage because you were able to think through all of those things in terms of how you were going to position it as you were writing. Uh, That doesn't always happen for authors. So you were able to think through all of that and realize that, hey, this is just one piece in a bigger picture that will unfold over time. I I did notice that it was definitely short in nature and there was a structure that you had for each of the devotionals. So talk to us a little bit about how you settled on the way that you set up the devotional and the four components that you wanted to make sure were included. Sure. Honestly, that was primarily, you know, when you are starting a book project, anyone listening, and I started out coaching authors myself, I transitioned into just business owners. But from my, I actually, my degree is in interior design and it evolved. There's, we can have a whole podcast episode (laughs) about how I got into where I am now from that. But One of the biggest things that I learned in terms of the design process is doing precedent research. Mm -hmm. So that is something I always coach up and coming authors. Take some time to go. If you have an idea, go Mm -hmm. to whatever local bookstore and take a look at the book type and format that you are thinking of doing and get inspiration from that. And so Mm -hmm. I had always been a devotional reader. And there was one devotional in particular, the Faith to Faith devotional by um, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland that I absolutely loved. It's like a daily devotional. And it had a similar format where there's a, a short little scripture, a short little blurb, and 
you know, a title of the devotion. And so I, I did that. I looked at other devotionals and I'm like, oh, this is what a devotional has. And so that's what I'll do. But the other, the little twist that I did was each title of each chapter, there are 52 devotions in the book. Each title is essentially an affirmation. And that just makes me happy when I think about it, because again, my faith background being we are speakers, we're speaking spirits, right? Mm -hmm. We let there be and there was, right? We are supposed to speak what we want into being. And I really loved the idea of not only naming the chapters, but making Mm -hmm. them affirmations so that as you are focusing on your week (laughs) for the week, or some people read it daily or just whenever they feel led, but Mm -hmm. it gives you just a little bit of grounding to ground yourself around and something to say that can continue to ignite that faith. I love it. Uh, You know, and I actually saw someone on your website that said, it sounded like she did that, like when she needed that pick me up at Red Bull moment, that Big Idea Food was one of the things that she went to to keep her encouraged. So that it tells me that the mission that you were on was accomplished. And you even say, hey, if you want to read one every week, cool, but you do it at your pace or whatever works for you. Um, and I think even that is an expression of kind of how you are. Like, you know, sometimes people are like, well, you need to do it this way. <laughs> your message is, hey, take what I've written and use it in a way that works for you because you may, there may be times where you need this message right now. You don't need to wait until you get to week 36. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's a, it's a quick and easy read, which I think, especially in this day and age, people have a lot going on, whether they are millennial or not. And so being able to get that short jolt of encouragement, I think is really, really, really helpful. Now, I know that there was a team that helped you bring this vision to life. So you talked about the role of your family and how supportive they were. And then there were some individuals that helped with kind of the specific pieces of the book project. So talk to us a little bit about how you assembled your dream team, if you will, and what that journey looked like for you. Sure. I, where do I begin with this? Uh, How did I assemble the team? I would say, first off, I have a marketing background, a branding background. So I knew and a project management sort of gifting of administration and all of that. So I know that for any project, we need team, we need deadlines, all of those things. So those are things that are already there sort of ingrained. But when I began this project, and especially as I got close to finishing it, finishing writing it, I realized I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to self-publish. What am I? I don't, I can, I've launched, I've worked on, you know, brand campaigns. I've done all these other things, but I have no clue what self-publishing even entails. And so I knew that I needed to get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Mm -hmm. So I spent some time researching just the Googling, Google University, right? Um, Right? (laughs) Figuring out. What do you do when you self-publish? I do not know. And so in the process of that, I learned that I needed to get an editor. So that was like my first team member, if you will. And I wasn't thinking of assembling a team. I'm just like thinking of help, you know, (laughs) I need help. (laughs) Can you help me? (laughs) So I found out that I needed an editor. So I reached out to my network. I was in a Facebook group in the Side Hustle Pro community, actually. If you don't know that podcast, shout out Nikayla. She's mm-hmm. awesome. She but awesome. I typed in the community. I'm like, hey, guys. And this isn't a Christian community either. I'm like, 
I'm writing a very Christian devotional and I'm looking for an editor that would ideally be Christian and also, you know, understand this book and love it like I do. And I had an overwhelming number of recommendations for one woman in particular, Denise, shout out New Roots Press. She just is phenomenal. We connected and she just got it. And Mm. I just credit her with so much because she really crafted my authentic urban English into (laughs) something that was even more (laughs) palatable. So I just love her. She really was awesome. So Denise was that first building block, if you will. And then once that process had started going, I had begun the process of designing my book cover and (laughs) being a designer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need help with that. I got this. I'm a designer. okay? (laughs) And (laughs) I started the design process and the cover just was not coming out. It just I was Mm. too close to the project. And this was a lesson for me that, you know, sometimes when God is calling you into those higher levels of your purpose and calling or to the next season, even sometimes you got to let go of those gifts and those talents in, you know, the old season. And that was a big, (laughs) big, like it was difficult for me to be like, Mm -hmm. I can't design my book cover. Okay. I need to let someone else do this. And so I actually, again, being a designer, I am a design snob. And so (laughs) very important for me to find someone who could (laughs) beautifully, I do this cover it had to attract a millennial eye. It had to mm-hmm. look, the aesthetic had to be on point, both for right. the cover and the interior. And thank God that I had that ability to creative direct, right? And so I mm-hmm. pulled together all of the, uh, I actually pulled together an inspiration sort of PDF that just was everything about my personal brand and mm-hmm. just the bright colors that I exude. And and I pulled together like a full PDF of that. And I actually used 99 designs and posted the project there. And along with my very <laughs> specific creative direction, yep. I'm like, yep. Who wants this job? And 99designs has designers bid for your project. Uh, And they bid by sharing different book covers. And Maria Stoyan won because her cover was just, to me, iconic. And it was, as soon as I saw it, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. So uh, Maria was the cover designer. I knew then that I also needed an interior designer. And the person who designed your cover doesn't necessarily mean that they are skilled in interior Come on now. Everybody got different expertise. Make sure you get someone that's an expert. (laughs) Yes. Find someone with the strength, the specific Mm -hmm. strengths that you need. Look at their portfolio. Do they Mm -hmm. do interior book layouts? And if not, find someone who does. So I did that work and found an amazing interior book designer. And it was great to have the cover already designed because it was able to really inform the energy of the fonts that she would then use on the interior. So that's how I I found my, and I also found her through 99 Designs. I knew that I could find great designers there and find them at an affordable price. So that was the thought process there. But after that, I knew that I also needed to have help And I forgot to mention that the way I was funding all of this was because I actually got an investment and knowing where I wanted to take the book, knowing the vision that I had, I knew that I needed help. I knew that I needed money. And so that enabled me to even afford the team that I was able to assemble. Wow. There's so many, so many nuggets in there. One, recognizing, hey, I can do this, but 
I don't need to do this. That's huge, right? Just because you can do something doesn't mean God is calling you to do it specific to a book project or something else. As well as just being willing to say, I need help and I'm willing to creative direct. So I I kind of know what I want, but I also am willing to release these pieces to people that have the expertise, but not so much so, because I think there's a fine balance having made this mistake before. There's a fine balance because you want them to do what they do well, but it needs to match your branding, your vision, and what you're trying to accomplish. So that document is so critical because it allowed you to be able to say, yeah, I want you to do your thing, but within the context of this vision. And so listening audience, I hope that you're taking that away is, yes, you're bringing together people. We highly recommend on the show that you bring together people and not do everything yourself, even if you think you can. Someone else that has the expertise can do it better. But that doesn't mean that you just 100% just hands off, release it. You want to make sure that you're directing. I love that word. You're directing the project based on the vision that God has given you and where you want to see this evolved. So you knew it wasn't just about this book. There's other things that God wants to do through this. So this needs to be done well. So even if I maybe don't have all the resources at this point, I got to figure out how I'm going to get them (laughs) and have some people join this journey with me and invest and sow a seed in what God is going to do. Yeah, for sure. And that's something I often share with you know, early stage authors and business owners. If you have a project, a product, a business (laughs) that you really believe in, if you really believe in it, you're going to invest to make it a reality, right? You can't tell me that you believe in it and you are just over here peddling it to your friends and family and that's where you stop, right? We have got to go the step further to actually put intention behind the vision that God gives us. Cause he gives us the vision and he gives us the resources if we'll use them. But a lot of times we're stuck in our mindset around like, Oh, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. Well, what do you have? <laughs> because I, you know, I had at the time, again, seeing the vision and seeing this very wide gap between where I was and how I could ever get there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need help. And so God had, this is actually a chapter in my book. I talk about uh, what do you have in your hand right now? Like the widow with the oil and Elijah, the prophet, or was it Elijah? I can't even remember which prophet it was, but you know, what do you have in your house already? And so for me, I had the ability to pull together a very great presentation (laughs) to express Mm -hmm. my vision. I had the ability to pull together a business plan, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. quick. It wasn't like some long drawn out thing, but it was like, here's how much I need, because this is all the things that I want to do. And this is how much each line item costs. This is the bottom number. Okay, now this is how much I can put towards it. And this is how much Mm -hmm. I need, right? And so I had the ability to do that basic math, right? And pull together, like, this is what I need. And this is when I think I can get you your money back based on the plan that I see. So I was able to pull together an actual presentation to explain everything and to walk the person through the vision. And again, those who are listening, I really encourage you to do this, um, not only in order to get investment, obviously, because it's very difficult for someone to really get and see your vision the way that you see it when you're just telling them about it, right? You have to walk people through it like they are 
mm-hmm. a third grader or they are your 98 year old grandma and literally spoon feed your vision if you want them to get it mm-hmm. right. And so that's very important. But not only to get the money right, but I have now found in hindsight that having that presentation is like a time capsule right of this is what I was thinking three years ago because you know two a year later two years later three years later where I am today and you know you get into these places where like Lord what what did why did what are we doing I don't even know why you know it is a really just invaluable resource to have your thoughts and your plan and what God showed you in that early stage to go back on and really inform your direction for even today. So I just cannot express how important and invaluable that has been for me. But yeah, pulling together an investor. And so once I pulled together that deck, what else did I have? I had an amazing mother, (laughs) an amazing mom. And if anybody was going to listen to my vision and believe in me, it was going to be her, right? So who do you have? It may not be a mother, it may not be a parent, but you got an uncle, auntie you know, an old professor, college professor, somebody that is just in your corner that even if they can't sew into your vision, maybe they can just give you, (laughs) listen to what you're doing and Mm -hmm. encourage you like, yes, I see it too. Now I'm with you. Maybe they can connect you with someone else who might be able to fund it. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to communicate your vision. You need to get out of your head and you need to get out there and talk to people about what you're doing. And I'm telling you, that's all you need. God just needs you to like take Mm -hmm. the steps. Okay. And he will order them. He will bless them. He will provide what you need. And so if someone, if you're listening today and you're like, I just don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, what do you have? Mm -hmm. Because if you start there, I guarantee you Okay, you can move forward um, into the next steps. You just have to value and honor what you actually have in your hands already. Mm, that's so good. Value what you have in your hand and be willing to do the work too, right? Because it was work putting together that that nobody can do that for you. As the vision carrier, you have to do that. So you've got to spend the time to pull that information together to enroll people in your vision. That is the vision carrier's responsibility, not the audience. So, so many huge nuggets there. So fast forward, you've got the team together. The book is out. It's blessing people. I saw the testimonials on your website. Even one that blew me away, someone that's not a believer is like, yeah, this book is still helping me. So that's a huge accomplishment. You just never know that God is going to do that. But then you you decided, hey, listen, I need to pull together a community. So talk to us about the Tribe Network and what that's all about. Well, yes. Thank you for asking. Big Idea Food Tribe is actually my community that is a personal development community for Christian founders, creatives to help us build the habits and rhythms with God and consistency within ourselves (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that we can actually follow through on the intentions that we set for ourselves so we can follow through on the callings that God has given to us. And it came about really, I am telling you what it is now, right? But before I knew the product, I just knew even before writing the book and part of my vision in my deck that I gave to presentation that I gave to my mom, I always saw and I wanted to bring together people like me, other entrepreneurs of faith like me, um, millennial 
or who just were forward thinking, right? Who just are like, I want God in my business and I don't want to do it without him. And and I always just wanted a group of like besties to be around. <laughs> like to be completely honest, like that is what I've always dreamed of having is just like this a squad, you know? Yeah. And so I never really created that for myself in my own personal networks to the level that I saw. So I knew that I always wanted that. And then in addition, I also saw and felt like the vision God downloaded in me was bringing us together so that we could work together to do the kingdom business that he's called us to do. And at the time, for me, that looks like really making waves in media, actually. I feel like I'm called to do some things in there. And so to bring and rally us together to make change and impact in the spheres that God has called each of us to, right? I feel personally called to the media sphere. You may be education, you may be finance, whatever the case. So I just, I knew that I wanted to bring us together to, I don't know. (laughs) I just knew that I I needed to bring us together so that we could like get together and do the kingdom work that God had for us to do and win souls ultimately. And so that was sort of what inspired and, and the community was just, has been in the works for a long time there. When we It's a long story of how the community started, but I will shorten it by saying uh, it really came about. I was going to start it probably late 2020, maybe even early 2021. But when the pandemic hit, I just felt this push like never before that this was needed now. And so I maybe I do need to share some of the backstory. (laughs) Um, God called me off my job a year earlier than I planned, right? I had a whole, like, I'm going to save this much and had it all planned out. And God was like, nope, I need you to leave now. And so that was in the spring of 2019. In the months that followed that, I was scrambling to figure out what I'm doing with my life because God (laughs) called me off my job and I need money coming in, you know, all these things. So I spent the better part of that year just literally flailing around business models, trying things, doing all kinds of stuff just to figure out what I was going to do to provide for myself when God didn't ask me to do that. (sighs) That's what we do sometimes. (laughs) That's what we do. So it was later that year in the fall, late fall, beginning of winter, where God finally tapped me on my shoulder like, sis, you know, you have not spent one day to actually build Big Idea Food. Because by this time, the book had been out a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. And God called me off to build Big Idea Food it was more than a book. Right. And I was not doing that. I hadn't spent any time building big idea food. And Mm -hmm. when I, he tapped me on my shoulder and I remember I said, you know what, God, I have not, I'm sorry. And for that next week, I said, I am going to just work on big idea food. Father, I am dedicating this week to actually (laughs) build this brand, like you said. And so in that time, I was like, what do you want me to build? (laughs) And that's when (laughs) Uh, among other things, the community came about and I knew that, oh my gosh, yes, we're going to build this community. And that's when I planned like, you know, we're going to do this full on launch. It's going to be all bells and whistles and all the things. And it's going to launch about a year from now. You know, I'm going to plan and make this all perfect for the launch in maybe like the fall of 2020. And then the pandemic hit. And then I felt a push like, no, you don't need to perfect this thing. You need to, people need community right now. Your people Mm. 
the ones that I am sending to you yeah. <laughs> new community right now. And that's really where Big Idea Food Tribe was born. Wow. And then it grew and you added other things like the accelerator that goes at a deeper level. There's so many things that you have to offer. And I think that's encouraging to our listening audience that if you are willing and obedient, that's also a key thing that you just shared with us, that that first step that you take, you just never know what God's going to do with it. You know, there is an audience, there are people that are assigned to you and God can provide that community that that crew that believes the same thing that you do. And it can lead to other programs that allow you to provide for yourself in the way that God intended. You know, scripture tells us that he gives us the power to get well. It does imply that there's something that we need to do. It's not a rain down money type of situation, but unfortunately, I know I wish I'd sign up for that too. But at the same time, he's giving you amazing vehicles to do it doing what you love. And I I pray that that encourages someone that's listening right now. If you will just be willing and obedient, God will expand your territory, will open more doors than you can even imagine if you partner with him. So let's make sure that our listening audience knows how to get a hold of all this good stuff, the Big Idea Food book. They want to join the tribe, the accelerator. Where should they go to learn more about what you're doing? Yes, bigideafood.com is the hub of all the things. You can purchase the book there. I would love for you to purchase it there instead of Amazon. Uh, but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> however you need to do that. Uh, I do offer free shipping, just saying. But you plug, can purchase plug. the book. Yep, plug, plug, plug. Not ashamed. Uh, you can purchase the book there. You can also uh, find the links to the community. If you want to go directly to the community and learn more about that, it is at bigideafoodtribe.com. And you will see all of the lovely faces of the people who are there. And I, it's just an amazing group of Christian dope people, okay, to be around and to keep you inspired and rub shoulders with. Uh, and if you are interested in coaching and growing in your business and your marketing specifically, which is my very big gifting that I offer to my clients. Uh, I would love to help support you in my Build Your Big Idea Accelerator, which is my coaching program. And if you would like to learn more about that, buildyourbigidea.com. And then of course, I'm on social media. You can find us at Big Idea Food on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always email me and reach out if you have questions, want to connect. I'm Marlena at BigIdeaFood.com. Wow. It has been such a pleasure to have you here and this energy that you bring to the show. And I just know that there's someone that's been uniquely blessed by the conversation that we've had today. But one of the big things as I talked to you as we were preparing to really open the show is I love the way you write the way you talk. I could literally hear you saying this to me, uh, your authenticity, just willing to embrace everything that you are. And, and as you said to you, there's no other way to do that. I want you to consider for a moment that there may be someone that's listening to us right now that may be battling that. You know, am I going to be my full authentic self as I start this journey of writing and then whatever else God has for me? Maya, what would be your number one piece of advice to that person that maybe is in the valley of decision right now and and they're not sure what direction they want to go in? I would say to you that God made you, okay? And who are you to say he didn't make you right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is what we we do when we try to switch up who we really are, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I would say if God has given you a vision, God has given you a unique voice and he gave it to you for a reason. It's because no one can execute it. No one can speak your story quite like you can. And so we need that. We need to hear it from you in the way that you say it, right? Because someone out there is, you were created and what God has given to you is meant to connect with someone else. It's meant for someone else. It's not even about you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I encourage you, you go out there and speak in your voice and your truth. Anything else, honestly, is a lie. And if you start out in a lie, you're going to have to keep going. And just like we talked about before, when you say yes to God, to this book and to this calling, there is so much more behind that yes, that you don't even know is coming. And I want you to think about that. Do you want to show up in, in that so much more as this person that you created that you think is good enough, <laughs> right? This voice that you think is good enough, right? Or do you want to have the freedom of just being yourself and trusting that the people that God has assigned to you are going to find you and anybody else who doesn't like it? Well, they weren't they aren't meant for you. Right. So I hope that that is encouraging to you. I can say from my own experience that I have people come to me almost on a daily basis and thank me for writing this book and thank me for just being myself because it has helped them to be themselves in a way and to tap into business in their unique way. And when you show up as yourself, you truly, truly, truly do empower others to do the same. And we need more of that. We need less copies out here and we need more of our authentic who God called us and made us to be. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.